Europeans into a new Europe. The podcast about inspiring projects all over Europe with Jana, Jose, Paula, Roxana. Hello, here is Roxana. Today we have a special episode European into a new Europe. With me is Ageliki, who talk about a special program, special and very amazing program for children. So let's introduce yourself a little bit and we start our interview. Thank you very much for having me today. It's a great honor and pleasure to share with you my journey, uh, my journey in education, uh, in uh, innovation of education, and of course, the my journey in dyslexia. Uh, my name is Agiliki Papa. Um, today, I'm connecting from Athens, Greece with you, which is my base, and I'm the founder and CEO of I Love Dyslexia EFL School, which is in the top 10 schools in the world for innovation. And I'm also the president of 3D Lexia Cosmos non-for-profit organization. And 3D Lexia is the name of my method and paradigm. And also, I am the founder of I Love Dyslexia English Language Innovation, a do-tech startup, um, where we digitalize my method in order to be able to uh, empower millions of students with dyslexia and also typical learners to uh, thrive in the global language, English language. Sounds so much amazing. I... I know a little bit, we talked before the podcast about your project. So please say me when and why do you start this project? Of course. Um, so I've been teaching for the last 27 years of my life. And in the beginning of my journey as an English teacher, mm -hmm. I realized that there was a huge gap, gap in global pedagogy um, concerning teaching English as a foreign language and a second language uh, to students with the differently charismatic brain of dyslexia and also students with special educational needs. Imagine that in every mainstream classroom, at least 20% of the students have a kind of learning difference, dyslexia being the main one. So imagine that in every classroom, at least five out of the 25 children um, are not able to learn English as a foreign language because of the typical ways of teaching foreign languages. So when I was uh, back in the beginning of my journey, an English uh, language teacher in, in my classrooms, I realized that five out of my 25 children weren't be able to become global citizens, weren't be able to have a global voice, weren't be able to connect globally with students from all over the world and people from all over the world and develop a global identity, a global mindset, a global culture, and also share their different, their different uh, gifts globally. So I really wanted to help um, my students to thrive, all of them, not just some of them. And little by little, I just realized that there were no methodologies, no tools for inclusive English as a foreign language learning in the classrooms. So I had to create, actually, my, my own tools. And after eight years of devoting myself to creating tools, I ended up having 
created the first method in the world, complete method, for teaching English in an inclusive way. Because my method is not only for students with dyslexia, it's, a, it's for everyone, because it stimulates the whole brain, both left and the right hemisphere. I had to study a lot of uh, cognitive neuropsychology to be able to understand how brain learns. So I need to, so as to transform the way that I'm teaching in order to be able to um, reach all different neurodiversity in my classroom. So all my students would be able to learn English as a foreign language. And the reason why I started this journey, besides the fact that as a teacher, I always wanted to support every learner and not leave anyone behind, was also because my first student with dyslexia, Nicholas, unfortunately committed a suicide. He committed a suicide because, unfortunately, when you are different in a school that uh, does not include different brains, some most of the times you ended up being bullied. So Nicholas was really bullied in the uh, in this school because of uh, being different, learning different, and because he was making a lot of mistakes, spelling mistakes, and all these. Um, you know, differences that uh, the, the, the charismatic brain uh, of dyslexia brings in the typical uh, way of uh, learning. Um, so unfortunately, he had to endure a lot in, in, in the classrooms. And at, 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 at some point, he just ended his life. And for me, that was the moment that changed the core of my journey being a teacher, why am I getting into the classroom? I'm not in the classroom now only for teaching English, but I'm in the classroom to actually celebrate the differences of every child and protect these protect these uh, differences. So as so, all children have the the right uh, not only to learn, um, you know, English or whatever. Uh, subject they want, but most importantly, to protect their soul, to protect their uh, brain, to protect their heart, to protect their complete self from anything that threatens them to the extent that they can even commit a suicide. My second student with dyslexia, Stereos, he left Greece after being kicked out from 10 schools without graduating from high school. 20 years later, that student uh, actually uh, became a very successful startup or businessman, and Google hired him. Google hired him to for his consultancy. Imagine a child that couldn't even graduate from school, and he he was kicked out from twenty schools so from ten schools. So I was, what is going on here? We're we're killing students. We're killing smart, intelligent students, and we have a, a huge waste of human capital and human intelligence. And instead of are uh, using these children, uh, their, their different intelligence to transform the world, we're actually killing them. So after a while, I really had to become an activist. I felt like an activist in the, my classroom and an activist in the school system that unfortunately takes, it takes too long for the school system to understand that what is highly important is inclusion, is to support and, and respect every child in the classroom and it takes so much so much time for the system to transform so i feel like we the teachers are the ones who are going to take this responsibility in our own hands hands 
in order to, to move um, the procedure of inclusion faster globally. Could you tell me, uh, maybe more explain me or uh, our list listeners about what is uh, dyslexia and mm -hmm. what what it's meaning for the students and and people who want to learn dyslexia for in the school and uh, because your program is not only for the school I understand but everyone who want to learn English in and outside school. So what's meaning dyslexia in um, studying process and what's the students and people challenge uh, has a challenges in the mm -hmm. in, in the uh, studying time mm -hmm. so dyslexia is a differently charismatic brain the organization of this brain is completely different from the typical organization of the brain so we're talking about intelligent people they have average intelligence or above average high iq I, i would like to mention that albert einstein steve jobs bill gates richard branson uh picasso dali incredible uh, personalities even leonardo da vinci they are in the word dyslexic so imagine that some of the greatest genius people on on planet they they are and they were dyslexic and because of having this different brain they cannot learn to read and write in um in a typical in the typical ways like uh, other brains do and they uh, not they we because i am dyslexic too uh i have dyslexia and my son also has dyslexia so i, I have my own kind of dyslexia and i believe that this helped me very much in my journey to understand how i can empower different brains so we have challenges to prove and to write down our ideas on the p on a piece of paper but it is much easier for us to actually to problem solve to 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 go through the process of problem solving we are very creative we're differently um, outside of the box thinkers we 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 manage to look at the world from the big picture and then focus on the details and we have um a different way of processing information in our brain. We are more visual and experiential learners. We do not like to learn by reading and writing only. We want to experience knowledge. We want to have a multi-sensory way of understanding things, uh, to experience uh, every new information through um, life and not just through books, okay? And unfortunately, the education system does not support this kind of learning most of the times. We just have books, learning, you know, by heart, a lot of information, and not be given the chance to experience this information through multiple levels of understanding, um, experientially and multi-sensory way of thinking. And this is great for all students, not only for students with dyslexia. So all the methodologies that we develop for the charismatic students with dyslexia, 20% of people have a type of... Uh, a learning difference and dyslexia, as I said before, is the most common of it. So we're talking about millions of people globally that they have this uh, different brain. And unfortunately, even today, when you Google the word dyslexia, you will see that they call it a disorder. Dyslexia mm. is not a disorder, is not a disorder. Let me highlight this in the biggest uh, way possible because a lot of uh, incredible 
cognitive neuropsychologist like Marianne Wolf. She's one of the most prominent as a neuro cognitive neuropsychologist in the field of dyslexia. They have discovered that the human brain, are all human brains, not only the brains of this, the human brains of dyslexia, but even the typical brains, are not born to read and write. Reading and writing is not a natural uh, gift that nature has given us. This mm -hmm. is a, a process that we have managed to build in our brain outside of human nature. And the, the reason why we have managed to build reading and writing is due to neuroplasticity. Our brain is so smart and intelligent that we can actually use different brains of the brain that they are there for other, um, for other, uh, for other reasons. For example, for being able to identify, to, to understand the 3D world or to be able to speak oral language. So we're using different areas of the brain and the brain is so smart that actually uh, rebuilds itself by using these uh, areas of the brain in order to be able to build the, um, the, the reading and writing skills, which is outside of human nature. So we cannot talk about disorder where we're talking about abilities that they are outside of human brain and we're building these abilities because of brain neuroplasticity. So dyslexia is not a disorder. This is a false perception. And if you study um, the modern uh, definitions of dyslexia and the modern science and research about dyslexia brain, you will understand that we are talking about a different brain, just a kind of different brain that brings new abilities in the world. And let me tell you that the abilities that we need for the future, which are creativity, imagination, outside of the box thinking, being able to grasp the big picture and, uh, and, and problem solving uh, abilities in order to address the huge global challenges that we have right now, we need the brain of dyslexia more than ever, because this is the brain that can actually contribute to be able to see the world differently and bring new solutions on the table. So instead of uh, capitalizing the intelligence and the strength of these children, we label, label them as lazy or as stupid, even nowadays, they falsely believe that they're not able to learn, for example, skills like global uh, languages, foreign languages. And at the end of the day, these students, Roxana, they end up in prison. In prison, 50% of the prisoners are dyslexic. Can mm -hmm. you believe it? This is so dyslexia ends up being a social problem, not only for the people who have dyslexia, and unfortunately, most of the times they find themselves themselves marginalized and uh, not being able to give their different gifts to humanity, but they end, they end up in prison. Uh, and we as a society, we have to somehow um, address this problem because it ends up in prison. This, this, sorry, the problem of not being able to uh, include these people correctly in the society. So al although 20% of people have dyslexia, 50% of prisoners research 
cells that uh, are dyslexic in prisons. So dyslexia is not only a problem for the people who are dyslexic and they cannot find them themselves, they cannot find the, the position that they should have in society, but also it's a, it's a problem for the whole society since these people most of the times end up, instead of giving their charisma to the world, to the prisons. So we need to solve the problem and address this problem in the schools. I want to ask you, because we talk about general idea, we know about your program to learn English, but let's say more about your activities during this project. For me, it's more interesting because we talked before, uh, before podcast even, about your project about the English, but you also make the program I Love Dyslexia. And what, which, which activities including this project and how do you spread these ideas of uh, of of this project. Thank you very much for this fantastic question because the truth is that my work is multi-leveled. So initially, by focusing on the brain of dyslexia and by working with these charismatic students for many, many years, as I told you, I managed to create the first method globally, which is called 3D Lexia. This three, the number three, it comes from Pythagoras Everything in the universe starts in order to be harmonious, starts from number three. So three in my method represents uh, the triune, the triune of brain, because the brain has actually the reptilian brain, the limbic system, which is the emotional brain, and also the cognitive, the, the, the front, prefrontal cortex, which is the, uh, the, the, the front part of the brain. So it's the whole uh, triune of the brain is also science, technology and art, these three um, different pillars that I connect and harmonize in order to give holistic transformative uh, way of uh, education, way of pedagogy to my students. And also it connects the brain with the heart intelligence and the cosmic consciousness, which is a harmonious collaboration of the cosmic consciousness, the brain and the heart intelligence in harmony. So I also uh, do a lot of meditation and uh, controlled breathing techniques in order to be able to harmonize the magnetic field of the cosmic consciousness, the brain and the heart in order to uh, um, develop complete students, not only smart students, but harmonious, um, gifted, uh, well-nurtured uh, well students that they will be actually thriving not only in, in, in their profession, but also in life as uh, ethical and uh, compassionate human beings, which is very, very important to the philosophy of my methodology. But in 2017, I realized that they can actually scale up this method for English to a whole new paradigm for pedagogy for the future. So with the support of the Minister of Education of Cyprus, Mr. Kostat Skadis, we unlocked for the first time uh, the United Nations, the door of the United Nations. And I announced the scientific organization of this paradigm, new, new, new paradigm, transformative paradigm for education for the future in order to address the challenges that humanity faces right now by giving a completely new um, paradigm of education, a paradigm that actually will be able to support sustainability, peace, and higher love 
in order to transform Earth, the future of Earth. And I was inspired by the charismatic brain of dyslexia and by the, in, the, the experience that I gained so many years uh, uh, studying human brain in order to scale up this method of English to a whole new paradigm that I now develop in I Love Dyslexia EFL School. And I have also um, given to the uh, public education of Argentina. And in 2018, both uh, 3D Lexia method for English and 3D Lexia paradigm for education were um, introduced uh, officially in the public education of uh, Tucumán, Argentina, and we're empowering there more than half a million students and 50,000 teachers with the tools of these methodologies. And last but not least, one of, um, uh, one of the tools, a powerful tool that I'm using for 3D Lexia Paradigm is the SOS for Love project. That uh, oh. we call SOS for Love means students organize solutions for love and peace in the world. And we connect youth, uh, European youth and global youth in order to be able to um, address the 17 goals of sustainable development in very unique and innovative ways. And we highlight on the, on the, the global goal four, which is education, because we believe that education is the core of all the 17 goals of sustainable development. If we transform global pedagogy, uh, to a level that we can empower higher love, the ethos, and um, we, we can create new ethical human beings that they can uh, use their intelligence in a very ethical way to transform the world, then we can, we can solve all the 17 goals of sustainable development because we are going to transform different uh, all people through a different paradigm of education. And we collaborate with even with the um, European Space Agency and NASA and Roscosmos astronauts in order to be able to uh, create pedagogy for the future by creating cosmic citizens, not even global citizens. We want to create students, youth and little children that they will be able to have the skills and the ethos of the Cosmo astronauts in the International Space Station right now, because these are the people who make the impossible possible. So we want to create human beings on Earth that they have the ethos and the skills of the Cosmo astronauts, so they will become the leaders of a new future, the leaders that will, they will be able to make the impossible possible on Earth to transform the future of humanity into a future of peace, into a future of higher love. And SOS Follow Project is all about this. We address the urgency for uh, going back to the heart, the heart, the intelligence of the heart. Unfortunately, for many years, we are really focused on the brain. Brain is wonderful and brain is so uh, powerful, but we need also to harmonize it with heart intelligence if we want to transform humanity. We need to harmonize brain and heart and bring them in coherence. And SS for Love Project is all about reminding to humanity and pedagogy that we need to create pedagogical paradigms that harmonize heart and, and brain intelligence and mind consciousness so we can expand the consciousness, we can expand the, our self-awareness and remind to ourselves 
who we really are on the very uh, core level of our existence, which is the atomic level of our existence, the invisible level, the quantum level of our existence, and understand who we are on this level. We are energy, and energy is uh, connected with everything on this quantum level. There is no illusion of separateness. We are all one, and even the people that we consider our enemies are actually part of our hearts, are actually part of our family. And we need to see ourselves as a global family, that everything and everyone is one and connected with the cosmic universe. And it's only when we change the way that we see ourselves and we see ourselves through the, the, the values, uh, the values of the quantum man, it is only then then that we can really transform the future. And I would like to only um, refer to one wonderful scientist, Henry Stapp, who is an incredible theoretical physicist that has contributed a lot to connect the theoretical physics of the, on the, of the quantum level with the pedagogy for the future. And he has addressed UNESCO and the, and the agenda for survival. And he, he, he is one of the incredible scientists who has helped educators reimagine education for the future. Oh, I will have um, two last uh, question. Yes, I'm so sorry. Um, First uh, question um, is how we can follow you because you talk about your technology, uh, your techniques, your new ideas for the education. You have um, also from the uh, project for the learning English for dyslexia uh, students. So please, how the people who are interested in your work and maybe who want who are now motivated from you, who get inspired now from you, uh, can. Uh, he or she contact with you and follow you. Thank you for this. Well, I am quite active in my social media. Uh, Ageliki Papa with double G, Ageliki and I, I, Papa with double P, Ageliki Papa. Ageliki means angel. So you can remember uh, also, um, you know, Angelica Angel, in order to be able to understand what Angeliki uh, stands for and means by name. And Papa is an easy last name. So Angeliki Papa, um, you can follow me on Instagram, on Facebook, and also 3D Lexia Cosmos. And I love dyslexia in uh, Instagram and Facebook uh, and Twitter and LinkedIn, of course, where I connect with professionals globally. So you can find me on my social media and you can send me in, uh, all your questions or you can also the teachers that they listen to us if they want to connect for the SOS follow up project. And they can, we can send them our toolkits, our digital toolkits that we have created with the European Space Agency for Mission Agape. Oh. Agape means Mission Agape. Agape means higher love in ancient Greek. So we can send them the digital toolkits that we have created for free, that we have created with the support of the international, um, with the European Space Agency. We have been trained actually by the. Uh, trainers of the European astronauts. So what a great honor for us to be able to uh, be uh, cl to close to this miracle uh, of the European Space Agency and actually be trained by the heroes 
but the heroic people who trained cosmoastronauts to go to the International Space Station, so we're so excited to share these toolkits for free with the teachers all over the world, um, and they can connect with us in our next in our next uh, cycle of uh, Mission Agape, which is going to be this October, um, but also. Anytime they can just sign up through um, ssforloveproject.com. They can go to the site of the SOS for Love Project, go to sign up and sign up for the SOS for Love Project to receive the toolkits now, but also uh, connect with us uh, with uh, our next actions for the 17 Goals of Sustainable Development next October. There is always uh, a way then to connect to the SOS for Love Project. And this is a project that connects us all. And I believe that the youth who uh, are going to be trained um, and cultivated their heart in order to be the leaders of humanity that they envision and they empower and they actually become the architects of a new earth are the ones that we need to focus more. It's about the European youth, it's about the, Euro the global citizens and also the children, the little children that they're going to become the leaders of uh, the future. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to connect uh, through the SOS for Love project with teachers and youth from all over the world and together uh, create the, a new future of humanity, the, the, the future that we deserve. And don't forget that we have experienced in Europe, unfortunately, this devastating war in Ukraine that has brought Europe so many years back and we need to reimagine a future of peace. And I believe, Roxana, that the only way to make it happen is to transform our civilization and the, transform the transformation of our civilization is through a new paradigm in education, in pedagogy. We, knew we need a new ped a pedagogical paradigm that will most importantly, not only, uh, uh, not only build uh, life skills, but also a new ethos a new mindset and a different self-awareness of who we are by understanding human nature on a quantum level, which is the energetic level far away from the materialistic way of understanding our reality, of understanding human beings and of understanding the 3D world. We are much more than this. We are energy and in the minute that we understand everything, the existence on a level of energy, on a level of frequencies, on a level of um, connection through a quantum level, then we can really envision a different future by understanding ourselves on a quantum level. And we need to start using a different language when we're talking about ourselves. We need to communicate and to develop a new language outside of the 3D world in order to be able to transform the 3D world on a, in a world of peace and in a world of higher love. Very short question mm -hmm. to you. First, first question is, please give me, give me because I, I will start also with teacher. I became teacher also in this year. Please say me one advice, how to be good teacher. How to be good for students? All right. So I think the most uh, wonderful way to, to connect with your students is to first open and connect with your heart. 
it's very important to understand that before we are teachers or students, we're human beings. And human beings need to feel secure, need to feel loved, need to feel nurtured and, and respected in their classrooms. So I think that the most beautiful way is to connect with your heart. Explain to your students that you're not here only to teach them, but you're here to support them. You're on their own side. Whatever is their problem, whatever is their worries, they have a supporter. And this supporter will be you. You are the person that they can come and reach uh, in, all the, in all different challenges, uh, in their confusions, in their worries in life. Once they understand that you're not only their teacher, but most importantly, you're there to empower them, to support them and to stand up, stand up for them, for their rights and for their hearts, to feel safe, secured and um, protected by anything that threatens them uh, in the classroom, outside of the classroom, in their life, in their families, in, in everywhere in, in the world, then they will feel very much appreciated. And I think this heart connection, this genuine heart connection that you can build with the students is the most important and the first and foremost bridge that can actually unlock all the bridges to the stars. And when the, the students feel secure, the brain, the limbic brain, which is the emotional brain, relaxes. So the cognitive brain can actually perform in the maximum potential. So not only you help them by uh, you know, empowering them and encouraging them and helping to develop a good self-esteem and, and a strong self-esteem, but also you help their brain relax, the limbic brain, the emotional brain. So the, the, the cognitive brain of uh, the part of the brain, the prefrontal cortex can actually perform to its maximum potential, which is also very, very important. Okay. So the, the first thing is the heart connection, the genuine heart connection. So take up time from your lesson to build this relationship and also help the students build a genuine relationship with one with another. Make them feel like a family, comfortable with each other. So they really know who is the next person who is sitting next to them, not just the name, or you know something very basic about them, but their worries, their talents, they are as they are, uh, you know, different uh, kind of abilities, uh, things that they 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 will actually make them, uh, con they they will actually help them to connect again generally through their hearts, make their students feel comfortable with each other. This is so important to build an environment of security, of respect of um, uh, you know of kindness and compassion and this is the best uh, way to start uh, a wonderful classroom to start being a, a, a teacher and class and build a wonderful classroom environment to thrive so as so everyone can thrive and also and also a lot of you know problems with the behavior of the students you will see that they will drop then you won't have bullying in your classroom when you're cultivating an environment of respect, of love, of compassion. This will also help you with, uh, uh, with emotional challenges and uh, behavioral difficulties that maybe some of the students have. You will see that all this will uh, you know, 
uh, will really be addressed when you cultivate uh, an environment and an ethos in your classroom like this. And when you teach, when now we're, we're going to the academic part, when you teach, it is very important to teach through different paths of learning. Be as multi, uh, um, multi-leveled as you can, multi-sensory. Um, you give pictures, visuals to the students, not only books, meaning not only reading and writing, but also give them images like videos, like uh, PowerPoints, like, um, or, and, and give them tools, stimuli for, to, to, to have in their hands. So give them choice to prove the way that they learn and what they have learned differently. For example, if a student doesn't want to write an essay, they maybe they would like to develop a PowerPoint or they would like to create an object to uh, perform and, uh, and um, present something differently in the classroom. When they have dyslexia or a special educational need, give them more time uh, in the tests and also minimize the questions. Do not change the, the, the level of questions. They're smart, they can understand, but don't give them so many questions mm-hmm. uh, because it's very difficult for them to work on you know the same time with the other students. They need more time. And also they need to be able to understand the questions themselves. So they need someone to explain the question because they cannot read the question very well. So maybe they won't be able to give an answer because they didn't. They are, they are not able to understand the question because they want. They cannot read very well. So read them the questions. Make sure that they understand the questions. Give them more time and when and and, and differentiate your instruction by giving them choices. Uh, if they if they tell them what ask them what what would be the best way for you to present something in the classroom? Would you like to work on a project like creating something or digitally or create something with your hands? You know, try to involve their talents. And in order to be able to do this, you can just give them a questionnaire in the beginning of your classroom to make sure that you know a little bit of your students more. Like, what do you like to do in your life more? What is the best way for you to learn? Ask the students. The students will give you all the information that you need. So you have the information um, from every student and then you can try to differentiate your lessons as much as possible. And sometimes, believe me, you don't need to make huge differentiation. Just a little bit is enough for the student to feel to feel like, oh, this student, this teacher really cares about me and he's trying to help me um, by giving me choices, for example, uh, to, uh, to demonstrate my uh, work differently. And um, this can make a huge difference for the life of a student. Thank you so much for your advices. And the last question for Finale, Finale question. Um, I just want to ask you, do you remember maybe moment or maybe situation or maybe words, the students give you feedback about your work, especially I think more about dyslexia problem, issue, not problem, like the dyslexia issue in the school. Maybe do you remember this? Of course, Uh, I have to tell you that in my school, uh, every three months, the students actually assess themselves and the teachers. 
So we give them a self-assessment report and they need to self-assess themselves uh, how they do this. Uh, we give them questions like, how much do you think you have progressed the last three months? What are the goals that you are going to set up for the next months? And what are the ways you believe are the best ways to address your goals? So we give the, the responsibility to them to self-assess themselves, put their own goals. For example, they say to me, uh, I think that I have developed more in my grammar skills and now I need to focus more on my speaking skills. And the best way to achieve this is to find a person who speaks English and be able to communicate with this person more. Or, for example, um, I try to um, listen more songs and repeat the songs so as to, pre to uh, prepare myself through listening that they will help me speak out better. And I will also empower myself by learning more vocabulary. I will learn more vocabulary so I will be more fluent speaker. So they themselves, uh, they undertake the responsibility to critically uh, think of uh, where they wanna go. And also they assess the teachers. So I say to them, can you please evaluate me? Uh, would you like to give me some suggestions? How I can help you more? What I can change? Or if you think that everything is okay, just mention to me, I believe that this is the best way that you can do. And thank you very much. I give you 10 out of 10. So they, the students evaluate me. And it's uh, beautiful when they do this because I can really have a genuine understanding of myself and where, uh, how I can uh, improve as a teacher. And believe me, the students are very honest. They're going to really tell you, Miss, sometimes you need to be a little more relaxed, uh, you know, with this. Or Miss, sometimes you need to remember that I. it's very difficult for me to do this. I need more time, for example. So the students kindly remind me of the things that I can forget. And this is beautiful because they see that I value their their. Uh, opinion. And I also uh, make them responsible for themselves to put their, their own goals and set up their own ways to, to achieve these goals. So this is how uh, I help myself and my students to, to, to develop, uh, you know, and help each other develop all the time. Thank you so much for this uh, this meeting and it was very inspired for me and I hope for listeners also uh, they take a lot of from this uh, from this our discussion not discussion but interview with you because we start from very specific issue dyslexia but you're talking about how to change perspective of education and I think so it's very important for all of us and thank you for your very very powerful words and thank you once again for this meeting. Thank you thank you so very much for giving me this opportunity to empower um, youth together, to empower teachers together uh, and also only in solidarity, in European international solidarity, by sharing our expertise and our passion, I think we can overcome all challenges and we can develop the best versions of ourselves and create a new humanity, humanity, the humanity of peace, humanity of higher love. You are wonderful, Roxana. You're a wonderful human being. Thank you for your genuine uh, care, 
for who you are and for what you can bring to the world. And remember, I'm always here for you. I love you. And let's spread love together. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, goodbye for our listeners. <laughs> bye bye. Goodbye for everybody. Thank you very much for having me.